Vox Quick Hits. with many problems, one problem reigns supreme, the climate emergency. The stakes have never been higher. The odds of bipartisan agreement on this issue have possibly never been lower. But there's a new president in town, and he's hot for science. We've already waited too long to deal with this climate crisis. We can't wait any longer. It's Earth Week at Today Explained. We're going to talk about what's in store for this planet. The future of our future. Welcome to Earth. Week on Today Explained. Welcome back to Earth Week on Today Explained. On the show yesterday, you heard from writer David Wallace-Wells about the climate crisis and why, in spite of all the long odds, he's feeling hopeful. And one of the hopeful items he pointed to was that increasingly people don't want to see their cars powered by dirty energy. President Joe Biden is trying to push the United States far forward on this front. That $2 trillion infrastructure plan we talked about a few weeks ago, among all the money Biden wants to spend rebuilding our transportation system, electric cars and their infrastructure are the biggest single item. And it's high time because we have fallen way, way behind Norway. If you don't know Norway, it's next to Sweden, which is next to Finland. It's famous for its fjords, but also its Nobel Prizes. The longest tunnel on Earth, a little town called Hell. That ginger guy in Game of Thrones who wants to kill Jon Snow, but then they become BFFs. He's Norwegian, and so is the band Aha. Aha? Aha! 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 It's gotta be one of those. The country also happens to be one of the biggest fossil fuel producers in the world. But in recent years, they've been using their fossil fuel funds to finance a small electric car revolution. You might have noticed if you watched this year's Super Bowl. Will Ferrell is very upset about it. Did you know that Norway sells way more electric cars per capita than the U.S.? Norway. (laughs) Well, I won't stand for it. We wanted to find out how Norway got to be number one. So we reached out to Christina Boo. And I'm the secretary general of the Norwegian Electric Vehicle Association. We were all like, why should Norway be at the forefront? It doesn't really make sense. And she was all... Why should Norway be be at the forefront? It doesn't really make sense. We're a small country with 5.3 million people, but it's quite large. Lots of mountains, cold climate, freezing winters. And even in the very north of Norway, they they buy electric cars. My point is, if Norway can do this, any country can do it, and definitely U.S. So how did Norway do it? 
partly a bit by luck, but of course, environmental reasons has has been very important. And for Norway, we already have a clean grid. All our electricity is renewable. All of it? Yeah, pretty much 100%. It's hydropower, mostly, and some wind and some solar, but mostly hydropower. So uh, yeah, for us to reduce our CO2 emissions, we have to tackle transport to be able to reduce emissions. They started putting in policies to help this uh, early 1990s already. Something that a lot of people don't know is that we don't subsidize electric cars. Uh, what we do is we tax ICE cars or internal combustion engine cars heavily. And we've done that for years in Norway. And they decided to, to remove the taxes for full electric cars, which was very important because in most other countries, buying a new electric car is a lot more expensive than buying one that pollutes. In the US, for example, you have to pay up a lot more because they're still a lot more expensive to produce. Mm -hmm. In Norway, however, they're more or less the same price. By the time the governments waive the whopping 25% sales tax and the road registration fee, the sticker price for electric cars can actually be less than their gas or diesel equivalents. There were quite a few incentives put in place as well. In the beginning, something that was very important was access to the bus lane and also uh, lower tolls on roads and, and also free public parking. Wow, free public parking if you drive an electric car? Yeah, that was something that started making people think, but there were not really any cars to buy. But then slowly, new car models were launched and something started really happening around 2010, 11, 12. The Nissan Leaf was launched 2011. And then the Tesla came. You may have read that sometimes we get some criticism that maybe our car doesn't work in the cold. And this is not true. I tried telling people, hey, you know where our number one per capita sales are? Norway. Norway is not a hot place. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then suddenly something started. So back in 2012, the market share new new car sales were 3%. It's higher than the US today. And even at that time, people around the world were starting to see, hey, what's going on up there? With his new electric hearse, this Norwegian undertaker now offers an eco-friendly ride to the ever after. Oddborg Eostad has seen a rise in demand for the service, a sign of the growing popularity of battery-powered vehicles in the Nordic nation. And, and then last year, it ended at 54.3%. So more than half of new car sales last year in Norway were fully electric cars. And today, this is becoming the new normal. How normal is it? How many people drive electric cars? Okay, so it takes a long time to, to sort of change the whole vehicle fleet because we keep our cars for a long time here. And because they're so expensive, we have high taxes on cars. But nationally, about 12% of all passenger cars are fully electric today. But looking at a city like Oslo, it's above 20%. So they're very visible. Walking around in this city, you see electric cars everywhere. Most of the car ads here are promoting electric cars. Volkswagen, innovationer du har bruk for. The most common EV on the road is actually the Nissan Leaf. Birger and Haug here in Oslo. And behind me here, you see Nissan Leaf number 500,000. So 500,000 Leafs over the years. Uh, that's what a milestone. Because it's been possible to buy since 2011. Uh, Tesla, uh, you know, the, that car, I guess, uh, it's a very, um, very common car as well. But uh, there's a wide variety today. The last few years, it's been more and more uh, different models that are, have been available. So 
So there's on all kinds of cars, smaller, bigger SUVs. Um, but the Nissan Leaf is, is the one that you will see the most. I mean, it sounds like price was a big driver in Norway, pun fully intended. But like, what is going on with all the other infrastructure you need, like charging? Does Norway provide superior infrastructure than its peer nations? No, not at all. <laughs> it's still not good enough, the infrastructure that is available, but it's getting better and better. And you always get this chicken and egg problem with whether the chargers should come first or the cars should come first. Um, well, at least in Norway, we started with the cars. Uh, I started working at this uh, association in 2014. And I remember my parents live about an hour south of Oslo. But with the EV we had at the office, I couldn't drive and visit my parents even. It, it didn't work because the range wasn't good enough and there were no charging stations on that stretch. So today we have 10 different companies uh, running uh, charging stations, fast charging stations, and a lot is being invested in this area. And I think that is an important message to other countries too, that it, if you help the car sales to grow, then the charging infrastructure will follow pretty quickly. Yeah, I got to say, I mean, Norway's number one, rah, 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 but you're only at 12% electric, which is not that big a number. Do you feel like there's been a cultural shift yet or might that still be somewhere down the road? Yes, we've sort of had a collective mind shift happening over the last five years. Then you see people that loved gas guzzlers now buying cool EVs and they, okay, they miss the sound a bit, but in change, they get a car that is really quick, really fun to drive. You know, people are just suddenly finding this cool. You're saying at this point that people who don't even care about the climate or the environment are buying electric cars just because it feels like the best car to buy. Exactly. And they wouldn't pay extra. I mean, you have to be very, very green or very, very environmentally friendly to pay up thousands of dollars extra for a car that you're even a bit unsure of when it comes to the technology. And this is where the politicians come into the game. They, they need to make it possible for us as consumers to make the right choice. And then you got to get Norwegian Will Ferrell to do a commercial for you. <laughs> do you have a Norwegian Will Ferrell? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm not sure who's the most famous. Aha, maybe. Which was do the guys from Aha drive electric cars? Yeah, I, I, they did back in the 1990s. The lead singer of Aha, Morten, he drove an electric car across the tolls, you know, coming into Oslo together with an environmental organization here called Belona. You have to pay when you go into Oslo. Yeah. And we refused. Okay. And then you get the fine. And if you don't pay the fine, they come and can confiscate the car. And they were saying, we shouldn't pay these road taxes because we drive an EV. And they continued doing that again and again and until uh, the car was actually confiscated, I think. Uh, but in the end, this was actually law. They decided that EVs shouldn't pay road taxes. Oh, so not only is the guy from AHA an electric vehicle driver, but he's like an electric vehicle activist. Absolutely, he was. Uh, and uh, part of the reason why we got this incentive in place was because of him. Wow. Yeah. Well, there you go. Take that, Will Ferrell. <laughs>
That was an excerpt of Today Explained. To hear the whole enchilada and others like it, check out Today Explained wherever you check out your podcasts.